Hey entrepreneurs and website owners, if you're ready to take your online presence to the next level, you need a reliable web host. And that's where HostGator comes in. HostGator is your one-stop solution for easy, affordable, and powerful web hosting. Whether you're launching a blog, an online store, or anything in between, HostGator's got you covered. Don't miss out on creating the website you've always wanted. Visit foxcitiesmm.com slash HostGator today and let your journey begin. You're listening to Fox City's Murder and Mayhem, your bi-weekly dose of true crime history in a small rural community of Wisconsin. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Fox City's Murder and Mayhem. I'm Eric Waltigans. I'm Gavin <laughs> Gavin thought my little stumble there was pretty funny. I thought you were going to say an F word. <laughs> you did, you said Fox. <laughs> <clears throat> Alright Gavin, so got nothing for you, so... What do you got for us today? All right, so we're making a slight detour here. Um, I got a number of murders uh, lined up, but we're not going to do we're not going to do murder today, and we're not going to do murder next time either. Ooh, uh, we're going to do a slight detour with a two parter. Ooh, a two parter. Two parter. They're not they're not directly connected, but they're similar in theme. Today we're going to talk about butter. Butter, like like actual butter, or a person named Butter. An actual butter, the stuff that you put on your toast. Nice. All right. This is a pretty well-known story. Um, I'm sure a number of listeners are familiar, but I bet you a lot of listeners aren't familiar. So, and I bet you I'm not familiar. You might you might not be familiar. So, uh, for the people who don't know, this would be a fun little piece of Wisconsin history. So, butter's been around for like. Ever. <laughs> Forever. Forever. But then, in 1869, a French chemist, whose name I won't even try to say, came up with something new. Margarine. Margarine. <laughs> margarine. He invented margarine. He made it out of beef fat. And he says, this is so much cheaper than butter. Now we can feed this to poor people and the military, and it won't cost us as much. <laughs> and everybody loved it. They said, thank you for this cheap, disgusting stuff. <laughs> Is margarine disgusting? I don't it, know. It was back then. then okay. It was back then, because it was made out of beef fat, and it was gross, and it just looked like lumpy, fatty. It was gross. So it, it didn't taste like butter. It didn't look like butter. No. So how did this guy come to the point that this was going to be an alternative to butter? It was just like something you could cook in. Okay. Okay. I see what you're saying. I don't know if people were putting it on their toast, but, yeah. it, was good, but it was good for it was good for, for cooking. cooking. Okay. That makes more sense. So margarine comes to the United States in the 1870s. Again, poor people loved it. The government loved it because they could serve it to the military. But the, but the dairy farmers, they did not like it. The dairy farmers were like, hey... We got some butter, and we don't want your margarine. But soon, 37 companies in the United States began manufacturing margarine, so it was getting around. A couple years later, 1895, Wisconsin State Legislature passed a law forbidding the manufacture (laughs) of yellow-colored margarine. They said, you know, it's fine if you sell the nasty, gray, white, fatty margarine. But if you color it to look like butter, that's illegal. That is not okay because that hurts our farmers. That hurts our farmers. So which they, which we do love our farmers. So 
So nothing yes. against any farmers. Yes. So they said, no more yellow margarine. Don't even try to make it look like butter. In fact, Wisconsin wasn't alone on this. By 1902, 32 states. <laughs> really? 32 states passed laws regulating the color of margarine. Vermont, New Hampshire, and South Dakota all passed laws demanding that margarine be dyed pink. <laughs> Other states require that margarine be dyed red, brown, or even black. Because they didn't not, want it looking yeah, like butter. And, well, and it's just, they're also not very flattering colors. Either. Right. This was later shot down by the Supreme Court. It actually went all the way to the Supreme Court. And they're like, yeah, you can't force them to color their stuff <laughs> brown and black. That's not that's not cool. What about what about Wisconsin's with the yellow? Did they, Was that also shot down with this Supreme Court ruling? Uh, no. No, they could still say you couldn't make it yellow. Right, but you couldn't. You could force say you could say you could say it can't be yellow, but you can't force, force them some, to make it a different a, color, a certain color. Okay, yeah. Nineteen thirty-one, Wisconsin passed a law banning margarine completely, but a Dane County judge said, "No, that's unconstitutional. You can't ban it completely." This led to dairy farmers in Wisconsin gathering together together to raise money to appeal this decision as far as they could go. They said the Dane County Court was biased against the dairy industry and they should not be allowed to make decisions about dairy-related cases ever again. <laughs> what? More than 5,000 farmers marched to the Wisconsin capital to block laws that permitted an underground system of bringing yellow margarine into the state. The state legislature responded with a tax on this fake butter, which was much less expensive than the real thing, so this tax would try to stop people from buying the cheaper stuff. After World War II, housewives were drawn in by the by the margarine yet again, and they crossed state lines to bring it in without having to pay the tax on it. When you did this research, do they... Because I'm <laughs> assuming that the state didn't say, well, we're going to outlaw... Just outlaw margarine because it's hurting our dairy farmers. They have to come up with a better reason banning it than that. I don't know what the, the exact reason, reason was. was. So during World War II, butter was in short supply because it's wartime. So we send all the stuff overseas and people aren't making as many things and, you know, all that kind of thing. So margarine starts creeping up in sales. The price was one thing because when there wasn't the heavy tax, it was cheaper. But... Also, the companies making margarine found ways to make it actually taste good. <laughs> they got rid of the beef fat and they replaced it with vegetable oil. It doesn't taste, it tastes closer to what it tastes like now. It actually is pretty edible. And they came up with a really clever way around the laws. When they sold you a stick of margarine, they put in a tiny little capsule of yellow food coloring. So when you got home, you could mash it up and make the margarine yellow. And they weren't selling you yellow margarine. You did that yourself. <laughs> totally legal. By the 1950s, Wisconsin State Agriculture Chief said, well, we know there's widespread violation of the state laws. We know that people aren't buying licenses to have margarine and they aren't you know, they aren't paying the taxes and they're going out of state. And there's, but we know, we know it's happening. It's not right, but we know it. And they're like, what can we do? 
What can we do? We're going to put up a border patrol checking people <laughs> at the state line for margarine. <laughs> yeah. 1954, Outagamie County Sheriff Lyman Clark was caught up in a scandal when he was accused of smuggling in colored margarine into the Outagamie County Jail to feed his prisoners. Oh. <laughs> the county board heard the rumor from a woman who was recently granted a tour of the jail. The county board pointed out that Outagamie County was the 16th highest dairy-producing county in the entire country, <laughs> and they would not tolerate a government official using fake butter. Sheriff Clark was indicted for the charge of feeding margarine to inmates, an offense that could lead up to a $200 fine. Clark said he didn't do anything wrong, at least not on purpose, but he resigned. Instead of facing the repercussions he resigned as sheriff he soon went on trial anyway and he ultimately had to pay a fine of fifty dollars he did not seek re-election oh man it's pretty pretty terrible here sheriff had to lose his job all right by the 1960s federal support for butter was going down in part because the pernicious lobbies for soybeans and other vegetable oils were getting stronger and they were showing up in Washington, D.C., granting equal rights for vegetable oil and other, other things. <laughs> this is so amazing. Dairy-producing states gradually gave in to the market pressure, and they dropped their regulations on margarine. Minnesota dropped its ban on yellow margarine in 1963. But one state refused to drop its ban on yellow margarine. Go Wisconsin. Wisconsin said, no. <laughs> All you other states can have your yellow margarine. It's not okay here. <laughs> <laughs> I have just, I'm dumbfounded at how long this is going to go on for. Yeah. Debates raged in the <laughs> Wisconsin State Senate and legislature with one representative claiming that as much as 32 tons of margarine were smuggled into Wisconsin every single week. <laughs> you know what I want to know? Hmm. I want to know why the mafia never got in on this. This seems like it could have been a great mm -hmm. market for him mm -hmm. to be in. Uh, well, actually, thank you for asking that, because that's why we're telling this story. I had a, I had a guy email me and say that he had heard that a certain mafia guy in his early years, was smuggling in margarine. <laughs> and I can't back that up. I mean, I don't know. Lots of people did it. It wasn't like a, a huge thing, like a, a huge crime thing. But that made me think, you know what? That's a good story in general. Let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about margarine and smuggling. So this is not a mafia story, but that is, that is what that is what made me turn to it for this, for this episode. 1964. Only 59 Wisconsin families were legally using yellow margarine, meaning that they were paying the taxes to do so, according to state records. And everybody kind of knew, well, there's more than 59 families in the state <laughs> eating yellow margarines. A lot of people are breaking the law here. So now, did I miss this? Wisconsin at one point in time just taxed it, changed it from a tax to being outright, outrightly outlawed. When it was outright outlawed, the Dane County Court oh, said, knocked said it down. that was okay. unconstitutional. Yeah, you're right. So okay. instead they taxed the heck out, out of it, it. Okay. so it wasn't as cheap as it used to be. Women's groups would organize over-the-border shopping trips to Illinois <laughs> to bring back margarine. 
Sometimes they would go and meet a guy in Gurney who regularly would fill up their trunks with boxes and boxes of margarine to bring back to wherever they lived in Wisconsin. Guy in, guy in Gurney, and people who don't know, Gurney is like right over the border. Um, it's where Six Flags Great America is, basically. That guy is making a good business. 1965, State Senator Gordon Roselip uh, from Darlington. I don't know where Darlington is, but State Senator from Darlington. He was a very strong supporter of the ban on margarine. And he said, I will prove that butter is better. And he submitted to a taste test during Dairy Month, which is June. People don't know. June is Dairy Month. So they blindfolded him and they made him sample butter and margarine. Please tell me he chose the margarine. Please tell me he chose the margarine. He said, by far, the margarine tasted better. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yes. Oh, that's great. (laughs) And when they called him out on it, he goes, no, you have lied to me. This is obviously butter. (laughs) I can't believe it's not butter. Uh, And they said, no, that that was the margarine. Years later, after he died, his wife admitted that for many years she had fed him margarine telling him it was butter <laughs> because he was grossly overweight and she thought by switching to margarine it would help him lose weight. <laughs> so he didn't realize that he was eating illegal margarine all those oh, years. <laughs> That's great. Finally, Wisconsin Caves in 1967. It says, okay, fine. This state senator, Roselip, this guy who failed his uh, taste test, He says, we cannot make it legal. He says, quote, why did God Almighty manufacture butter to build good bodies for the future of this nation? This margarine isn't the true stuff. Don't kid yourself. Don't allow margarine in our state. But unfortunately, he was not strong enough to stop. Stop this law going through. And the governor signed in to law that After 72 years of banning margarine, it was now allowed back into Wisconsin. And when he signed this law, he had 10 women standing behind him, all wearing bright yellow dresses to signify that margarine could once again be yellow. (laughs) If you went to your grocery store on July 1st, 1967, you could legally buy. Without being taxed. Without being taxed. Yes. The crap out of it. Right. So today, okay, in 2022, although you can legally buy margarine, one last piece of the law is still on the books. Restaurants and public institutions, like jails, are barred from serving margarine as a substitute for butter unless a diner specifically asks for it or both are offered on the table. If you are caught and convicted of only having margarine in your restaurant and no butter, the maximum penalty is a $500 fine and three months in jail. <laughs> you have got to be kidding me. <laughs> the law is basically never enforced. They have tried over the years to get it repealed completely, but every attempt has failed. So even though no one's actually getting arrested for this, it still is on the books. Somebody somebody in our state government just really doesn't want to see this go away, apparently. Yes. This is... Cr- I think this is the craziest story you've ever told, Gavin. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now, you know what this immediately makes me think of? What's that? 
is back in 1967 when all this was going on. Yeah. I'm sure that there was half the people in, in the country were listening to this these arguments going on and being like, why are people arguing about this? Who gives a crap? Right. And then the other half are were convict, you know, strongly and passionately for one or the other side. Yeah. And so it just kind of makes me think of like things that are going on now that are in the same boat and how 20 years from now we're going to look at them and just be like, what the hell were people thinking? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, I think that's true. of most. This is obviously sillier, at least today. It's sillier than a lot of things. Um, but I think that's true in general. All the big political debates, I mean, not all the big political debates, but a lot of big political debates, you know, now everyone's so serious about it. But think about what kind of political debate somebody had 100 years ago. And you're like... And now everybody today would be like, well, clearly the one side was right and the other side was wrong. <laughs> like, we, you, I mean, I don't, I don't even have a good example for that. But think about that. Once something's been like the way it is long enough, it's not even debatable anymore. Well, I mean, I think the... Biggest obvious one is is that um, slavery. Well, slavery. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, slavery. Right. Like that was a huge divide, and I think I don't. It was don't... a major divide, but but there's not many people out there <laughs> they, that are going to argue to bring back slavery. Slavery. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure there are people that do, but they are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a funny. What is? Can we give a little insight into what the second part of it is? Well, so the second one. Like I said, they're they're only related in theme, so it's another dairy themed episode. Okay, okay. So it, it really it has nothing to do with margarine no. butter. No, or no, no, no. It's not. They're not directly connected. It's just two dairy stories back to back. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't have a whole lot of questions or comments for this story. <laughs> I just think this story is amazingly crazy funny. Yeah. So good find on this one. Not murder, not mayhem. Yeah, no but, murder. Not really. Not really mayhem either. But. Uh, but some, it, some very agitated politicians <laughs> and dairy farmers. <laughs> and and I got to say that that if it's a story that I'm sure most people don't know and everybody really should know. Yeah, because it's just crazy. Yeah, it's like it's not a big secret. It's it's every so often like a newspaper will be like, "Hey, remember back when this <laughs> happened?" So it's like a lot of people have heard of it, but yeah, it's it's far enough back uh, you know, if you ask your your grandmother, I mean, 67's not that long ago. Maybe she was running to Illinois, you know, getting mm-hmm. some margarine. Yeah. Who knows? I don't have a grandmother to ask anymore, Aww. unfortunately. Aww. Sad moment in the podcast. Sad moment. Well, I meant for the listeners, but, <laughs> I, but I'm sorry that you have no grandmother. But all right, we can wrap this one up. Uh, again, if you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a, a review on your favorite podcast player. And... Gavin, you want to hit them with a little bit of contact info? I yeah. know we don't do that a ton on this one, but... Yeah, well, the easiest way to reach me is emailing milwaukeemafia at gmail.com. You can find things at milwaukeemafia.com. That's where a lot of the notes end up going if you want to read about this and see some of the stuff I skimmed over. Um, if you go to Facebook, you can find me there. I don't prefer it that way because Facebook buries messages. So if you send me a message through there, I'll find it, but it might take me a little while. So email is the most direct way. I'm trying to get better about staying on top of my emails. So 
And GavinSchmidt.com. And GavinSchmidt.com. In fact, yeah. I think... The yeah. Fox City Murder Mayhem nodes are on GavinSchmidt.com yeah. and not MilwaukeeMafia.com, but they're all interconnected. Yeah. So you can you can get from one to the other pretty easily. Really? Cool. All right. Well, we will be back in two weeks with another episode, and thanks, everybody, for tuning in. All right. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to Fox City's Murder and Mayhem. Join us in two weeks for another exciting episode of Murder and Mayhem.